Good morning. And a very warm welcome to Sunday morning worship at Kirkgate this morning. Pity it's not a pleasant morning, but it's nice and warm in here. Now, if you're listening or watching, then we hope you will feel very much at home with us this morning. Delighted to say that we have a full church this morning. So if you wish to attend on a Sunday or a Thursday and not be disappointed by a refusal, please give me a call. Thank you. Now, next Sunday will be Harvest Festival Sunday. Our Harvest Collection this year will be going to Christian Aid, which is truly a very worthwhile charity. And the plate will be out for two weeks, so next Sunday and the following Sunday. So please, delighted to have your donations towards Christian Aid. Zoom chats will no longer be held weekly, but will be held on the first Tuesday of the month. And the next chat session will be on Tuesday, the 5th of October. Blythwood boxes. The team are now in the process of collecting, collecting gifts for the boxes, and the shoe box filling has now commenced. If you are in a position to support this charity with your gifts, which will be most welcome, not just to the team filling the boxes, but to the people in Moldova who will be on the receiving end of them. So it would be appreciated if all gifts could be handed in next Sunday. Thank you. The other one is Rag Bag Collection this year will be uplifted on the 26th of October, but due to limited space in Kirkgate, at present it would be appreciated if you could please hold your Rag Bag Collections until the week prior to the collection. So that's the week prior to the 26th of October. The Autumn Club will meet again on the 4th of October, and the Autumn Club is held in Park Church in Ardrossan. At present, unfortunately, it will only be open to existing members. Our organist, Stuart McMacken, is having a well-earned holiday today. And we thank Stuart for the work he has put in in arranging the hymns on the PowerPoint system for us. But we are also delighted to welcome Mary Stewart for playing our organ today. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, David. Thank you. Good morning. How are we today? Uh, you know, it's... Oh, I had no idea Dee had a memory verse, but I'm so glad he's here. Um, I just assumed he was taking a break together with Stuart, but Dee has something to say. Today I'm going to be memorizing verse 19 from Proverbs. Not, not verse 19, but chapter 19 from Proverbs, verse 1. It is better to be poor but honest than to be a lying fool. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dee, for the wisdom from uh, Proverbs. I think take note and please read your Proverbs. Uh, it's amazing. For those who are joining us at home, please sing as loud as you can to join with us um, when we sing. And I think it's amazing to be in God's house. Who of you are happy? Yes. Are you happy? Yes. You know, I'm so happy because amongst other things, uh, it's one thing to check, you know, what I do when I, I was inducted. I did one thing amongst many other things I did. I've been praying for people, um, for each and every one of you. 
so at least up to now you can be assured you've been prayed for with your family for more than three times at least um, but it's amazing to see faces because you've been praying for somebody and the person has not been you know in the church so I'm quite privileged to see you in today uh, we're so glad you are here uh, and others as well who have come and who are joining us after a long time of, you know, due to COVID-19. Uh, Let us join our hearts as we worship God together. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God of the open road, God of the twisting path, God of the narrow and upward way, your people are gathered for worship. In your hour, give us provision for the journey, courage and faith and compassion, and endurance to face any hardships we may face this coming week. Open our eyes to see you walking beside us, protecting us, encouraging us, and loving us. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who moves in us, around us, before us, behind us in Jesus name amen, amen. we join our hand our, our hearts and our voices as we shout in singing uh, we are singing CH4458 at the name of Jesus
Let us pray. Loving and faithful God, we come into your presence rejoicing. We come to sing your praise. We come to hear your words of power. We come to share your all-embracing love. Be present with us in this time together as we come to worship you. Called to be your people, called to walk the way of Jesus, we come with the offering of ourselves and seeking your words of comfort and challenge. Living Jesus, we praise you because you show us that God is love, hmm. love which reaches to all people, love which does not count the cost of loving, love which never ends. Yes, Forgive us when we love ourselves and not you. We praise you because you are the way. You are the way to God. You live the way we want to live. You guide us on God's way of life. Forgive us when we take our own way and not yours. We praise you because you are the truth. You are the truth about God. Mm -hmm. You show us the truth about ourselves. You show us how to live as true human beings. Forgive us when we think we know better than your truth. Mm. We praise you because you are the life. You lived life perfectly without sin. You give us the example for life. You help us to live our life to the full. Forgive us when we live for ourselves and not for you. Yes, sir. Loving God, help us to respond to your promise and challenge of discipleship and renew us in your service. We continue in the words left to us by our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory. Amen. Thank you, John. D and Ethan. And this time, not only D and Ethan, but everyone else. In case we, we start missing the point, I'm not only talking to D and Ethan, I'm talking to everyone. But starting with D and Ethan, um, can you think back of a time, or if you have ever, done something nice for you, Ethan, be it to, for your grand or for your parents, um, for D, be it for your brother or for your mom, without them knowing? Have you ever done something good for them without them knowing? Yes or no? Ethan? Yes. All right, nice. Uh, D? Yes. Mm, yes. All right. Uh, now a bit difficult. Can you tell us what it was? If you do remember, Ethan? Washing the dishes. Wow, washing the dishes. That's lovely. D? You're thinking. <laughs> you have to make sure. <laughs> uh, what did you do, D? All right, D is still thinking. You know, it's important, uh, Ethan and <clears throat> everyone else, that we do things for people even when they are not aware. How did, the, you know, the, when you wash dishes, when they realize that, oh, Ethan has washed the dishes, do you remember how they reacted? Can you think? You don't remember. Dee, have you thought now what you did? 
you oh i remember that you made me a card for my birthday and it's true i still have it in my office uh d how did i feel do you remember how i felt i could tell everyone how i felt but do you remember how i reacted yeah indeed i was very happy about it the passage that we're going to deal with today uh, from matthew chapter 10 beginning verse 34 to 42 it starts with very hard and harsh words um, but towards the end in verse 40 to 42 which i'm going to concentrate on this morning it talks about hospitality now it's quite interesting here jesus is talking to his disciples he's talking to his disciples whom he has been sending out he's been sending them out go and make disciples go and preach the gospel go and do things out there and then he begins to tell them the good things about discipleship but not only that he begins to say to them hospitality is good it's amazing now it's quite interesting if he was telling the people in the world to say hey good people beware the disciples are coming they're going to do this and that with you but he's telling the disciples he's sending out and he's telling them something about um, hospitality and i think we need to listen and and john when you read um from verse 34 to 42 when you get to 40 from verse 40 tell us so that we can open our ears more clearly to hear this part but before we read let's draw near to god in prayer shall we pray together god you are the source of all light and by your word you give light to the souls to our souls pour out on us the spirit of wisdom the spirit of understanding that our hearts and minds may be opened to the reading of your word and to the proclamation of your word all this we ask and pray in jesus name amen, amen. the first part of the reading starting at verse 434 is entitled not peace but a sword do not think that i have come to bring peace to the world no i did not come to bring peace but a sword I came to, get, to set sons against their fathers, daughters against their mothers, daughters-in-law against their mothers-in-law. Your worst enemies will be the members of your own family. Those who love their father or mother more than me are not fit to be my, my disciples. Those who love their son or daughter more than me are not fit to be my disciples. Those who do not take up their cross and follow in my steps are not fit to be my disciples. Those who try to gain their own life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake will gain it. And the second part is headed rewards from verse 40. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes God's messenger because he is God's messenger will share in his reward. And whoever welcomes a good man because he is good will share in his reward. You can be sure that whoever gives even a drink of cold water to one of the least of these of my followers, because he is my follower, will certainly receive a reward. May God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word and to his name be all the praise and the glory. Amen. Amen. Powerful words, right? And I think 
you know, I want to encourage you to think carefully about these words. I know it's quite, the, the first part is quite hard. And I want you to go back and read it. Um, you know, one of the things that is radical about the gospel is it calls us and it calls each and every one of us to do tough things. Uh, so I'm afraid church and Christianity is tough and it becomes even tougher in times when things are hard like now. But why don't we join our hearts and our voices as we sing, you Lord are both lamp and shepherd. talking about discipleship and I think uh, next week you've heard is Harvest Sunday it's the Sunday we bring Thanksgiving to God and immediately after that we may need moments with Jesus we may need moments with Christ because obviously if he has been challenging us like this to go out we need moments with him so Beginning the week after harvest, 
we, I'm going to start a series called Moments with Jesus. And I think I will, I will give you more glimpse as we get into each week what we look forward to. Now back to Matthew, Matthew chapter 8 and 9, uh, Matthew's gospel record events in Jesus' ministry of teaching. Jesus' ministry of healing and casting out demons and raising the dead. Jesus looks at the crowds and has compassion on them because they are harassed and helpless. They are like a sheep without a shepherd. And you find that in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. Now he tells his disciples, their harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. That's what Jesus is saying. But amazing to to note once again in chapter 10, beginning verse 1, he sends them out, giving them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. And Jesus instructs the disciples to go and proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven is near, he says. But I want to emphasize this. He said to his disciples, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. And he's still saying that to us. Now this morning we concentrate on verses 40 through to 42, where Jesus is calling us to realize, to begin with, his constant concern for us is bigger than we can think of. His constant concern for us is beyond our understanding. Now, Jesus knows that the task he has entrusted you and me, us, to his disciples and to us even today is hard. And he's saying, you need to be prepared for the world will reject you. That's what we hear from verse 34. And he's saying, you need to be prepared because not only are they, is the world going to reject you, the world will oppose you when you bring the gospel to them. For the world will hate you and it will go even beyond just the world in general. People close to you, when you bring the gospel to them, they are going to retaliate and their retaliation may equal to that of rejection of you. And I think this last part I'm going to mention now, not many of us are willing to to experience that. But Jesus says to his disciples and to us, the world out there, remember what I said the world is? Anything without Christ or without God will kill you. Now, 
That is tough, isn't it? You're trying to take the gospel to people, but people will kill you, will reject you. They will isolate you. They will do all sorts of things. But here is something to take home. I want to remind you that I constantly care about you is what Jesus is saying. He teaches us in verses 42 42, that he will reward even the least kindness shown to his disciples for his sake. When they go out, he's saying to them, I will reward anyone who gives an ear to what you're going to say. And he uses a metaphor and he says, and even if a cup of cold water is given to you in my name, that person will go with a reward. Isn't that powerful? When you think of it, you would have expected Jesus to say something concrete, something of substance to say, whoever gets to listen to you will be given a reward to the world that are supposed to be receiving us when we go with the gospel. But we need to understand this. In the ancient world, identity was related to family and to community. It was understood that in displaying generosity to others, even strangers, in such an act of kindness, one was saving not just that particular individual, you were saving their family, you were also saving their communities where they're coming from. Therefore, welcoming a disciple of Jesus would mean welcoming the very presence of Jesus himself. In fact, more than that, you would have been receiving God, the one who has sent this person. Now, I mean, the irony is this is being told to the people who are just supposed to go out. It's not being told to the world, unfortunately. It's being told to the people who are going out. But this sounds like something that will benefit the people that are in the world to know that, oh, well, when they receive a man of God or a woman of God, it's good for them. But this is being told to the disciples. Now, I think we need to understand what was the disciples' mission? The mission of the disciples or the discipleship was given to them that they would be hospitable to other people and be generous to other people. It is their ability to make others feel at home. By what? By the gospel we bring to them. By what? By simple acts of kindness to them. Hospitality lies at the heart of Christian discipleship. By giving ourselves to others and receiving them into our own fellowship, we should give ourselves as Christ himself has given us himself to us. In giving ourselves to those who come into our lives, we share Christ himself with them. That's what hospitality in terms of discipleship looks like. Now, the verses we read speak about hospitality as receiving and welcoming. And Jesus reminds us of a very profound privilege we have, an incredible responsibility. He tells us that in our hospitality, 
we represent and symbolize the community of heaven to the world. Did you get that? We represent the incredible, you know, community of heaven to people. He also tells us as well that the hospitality of others represent and symbolize the same community of heaven to us. Now he's talking to us. And I think, I, you know, there's some passages that I wish they were addressed to the people in the community, not so much to us because we know about these things. But Jesus assures us, the disciples, that the community of heaven is always present in our lives when we ask and when we act kind to other people when we give them the gospel. And I, when I was thinking of this, I thought, wow, what an assurance for us as we go out. What an assurance for us, knowing that the community of heaven is prepared for us out there. Does that not give you a sense of hope? Does that not give you strength and energy to, to say, I want to go out there? Jesus is teaching us there that the eyes of the master are on the disciples. He is saying that he, he takes notice of those who oppose us. He takes notice of those who help us, those who are kind to us, and those who reject us. And he's reminding us that he never forgets his people. As people who are being sent out to the world, we have got this assurance. Does that give you energy? Does that give you a sense of, I can do this? Now remember, we bring Christ before others in our homes, in our church, at work, and in the whole community. Now imagine what would happen if every day we were always conscious of the noble action and prepared to do our best to put this into practice, to put this. When we give and receive hospitality, Jesus is made present to both the giver and the receiver. If we were to be excited about this, I'm sure the world will look different. And this is the most precious gift we can ever give or receive to actually receive or to give Christ, knowing that Christ is looking over us and smiling over us. Now, a Japanese theologian by the name Kosuke Koyama, he once said this. He said, the real meaning of hospitality is found in, in inviting someone who cannot repay you, someone who is unfamiliar to you. Then the concept of invitation to invite someone to a bigger occasion Someone who will never pay you back. Someone who can only say thank you afterwards. When we do that, according to Koyama, we are giving the true essence of what Christ get, get to give you and I. But let me re be realistic. I have no idea. Some of you listening will be saying, you know what? I've done this before, but not anymore. And I want to encourage you that this challenge, anyone can do it. 
anyone can do it. In the passage we read, the word anyone comes three times and the word whoever comes twice. There is no theological or any professional qualification for doing acts of kindness, for bringing the gospel to people. All can do it, young and old, male and female, rich and poor, skilled and unskilled, educated or uneducated. The qualification is their heart to welcome and to give that which you have received. Anyone, whoever, can do it. And I love how Jesus expresses this. The cup of cold water referred to in this passage is a service that appears to be insignificant and unimportant, which Christ will never forget. Now for you, the one, the one who carries this message, when you just carry with you a word of compliment and you say, wow, Imagine saying this to an unbeliever. You are wonderfully and uh, fearfully met by God. And then that person will be like, what does that mean? And then you begin to unpack. Or maybe you say, I'm wonderfully and fearfully mad. And then that person would say, what does that mean? And you begin to unpack. And Jesus is saying, that act will not go unnoticed. One of the little ones refers to those who are hurting, those who are forgotten, those who are marginalized, those who are poor, those who are poor not only financially, but those who are poor in spirit, who are empty, who have nothing with them, those who trust in their monies, and you look at them and you are like, God, have mercy. Those people are the ones he's referring to. Those rejected children with no families, those who have no warm clothes even now as we approach cold winter. When we do an act of kindness and compassion to those people and say to them, I've not much a lot to give you, but I give you this, Jesus loves you. That would not go unnoticed. Now let me try and conclude on this. Christ, Christ is God's hospitality to the world. Did you know that? Christ is God's hospitality to the world. And God gave himself to the world in Jesus Christ. God didn't only give himself to the world. He also received and accepted us as we are. And in Christ, we experience God's hospitality towards us. Remember that when you give and receive hospitality in the name of Christ, God himself is present there. You may want to re recall these passages in Matthew 25, verse 34 to 36, which read as follows. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. 
I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. The picture is of the Lord Jesus Christ watching over his children and being prepared to reward everyone who does a kindness to them. The point is not directed to those who would do kindnesses to us. It is directed to us who are going to receive the kindness from the world. So in case we have looked at many other things about discipleship and going out, Yes, it may seem to be nasty. Yes, we may be rejected and people may reject the message that we're trying to bring. But here is something, a glimpse of what Jesus is saying. You could look out for people may receive you or may give you an ear, may give you five minutes and say, oh, talk about your gospel. I've got five minutes only for you. And in those five minutes, I'm not sure whether you know what to say, but God will guide you. He will reward them. And Jesus is trying to assure us that even though he calls us to a costly discipleship, that everything that we give for him, he will reward again hundred times. Does that make sense to us? Yes. Let's go out in the world and give the gospel to people. And now to the almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be glory now and always. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you give us so many. You give us these gifts that we are giving back to you the money, the talents, the time, the smiles, the small things, the acts of random kindness to strangers, the God blesses you, God bless you that we say to people, the silent prayers we give to people and for people, the prayers that we give for others without knowing Father God, we pray that you bless these gifts of money and many other gifts that we give to you. Lord, we surrender our everything to you, the creator of the world. Gracious Lord, we come to you on behalf of those whose hearts are heavy so that you may give them rest. We pray for those who are overwhelmed by their sorrows that you may give them peace of mind. May they be assured that in the midst of all their pain and frustrations, they are not alone but with you, that you are all-powerful and still hold all things together. All-knowing God, let them know the outcome of the misery that they are facing, that they don't have to figure out what the next day will look like, but you will make things possible for them. Almighty God, strengthen those who need your power, especially your powerful hand right now, today. Meet their daily needs, that they can be sustained through their heartaches, 
Thank you, God, that you are close to them when they are hurting. Thank you, God, for the comfort, grace, and joy that you alone can give. Oh, God of love, hold all of us in the palms of your hand. Assure us of your unending love and care, even in this moment of uncertainty when we are surrounded by the dark cloud of COVID-19. Assure us of the victory over this pandemic. Lord, we need that victory. God of peace, we pray for the victims of gender-based violence, defenseless men and women and children who have experienced unspeakable acts of darkness. We pray for the families of those who have lost their loved ones through this demonic and inhuman behavior. Lord, I'm praying for the sick. By the stripes of Jesus Christ on the cross, we are healed. I proclaim and shout out this morning, healing in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that, Lord, you touch every part that is not well. You are the creator. You have the powers. Lord, heal. Heal, heal in Jesus' name. Touch your people, those who are here and those who are listening, those who are watching. In the name of Jesus, I declare they are the righteousness of God in Christ. Lord, you are still healing. May you heal. May you touch. May you open ears. May you open eyes that we can see, we can hear, that we can walk again, Lord through you we pray these things in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen lord for the years is our closing hymn hymn 159 we sing with gratitude in our hearts
Wow, thank you. Thank you all for singing well. Uh, like always, there's room for improvement. Um, keep, keep sharpening your voices. I think maybe, maybe yeah, we need to, to, to let you know some of these songs beforehand to practice at home, right? Uh, but you've done well. And thank you so much, uh, Mary, for, for the way in which you have managed technology. Could we please stand? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you, remain with you, and go with you now and always. Amen. Amen.